Oh man, what a, what a lovely manual. Love that manual. Love that. Just, just admiring the manual there for a second. Cox. Welcome to the Super Nintendo Exploration Squad podcast, episode 46. I'm fairly confident about that. A video games book club and select button guide and podcast. Every month, we play a game either voted on by our listeners or handpicked by one of our intrepid explorers. Uh, this time we're playing Lady Stalker, an isometric sort of action RPG uh, picked by Rudy. Say hi, Rudy. Hi, Rudy. It's me, Rudy. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we'll be discussing it using the four standardized metrics for scoring a video game, which of course are gun, vanity, investigation, and revelation. I'm your stalker host, Kania, and today I am joined by... Uh, rude Stalker Rude. Uh, Lady Gary. And I'm, uh, em- and I'm Emotional Support Tigress. I'm here to cheer everybody on and, and help <laughs> they, they play fair and, and have a good time. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand, stand on the sidelines and clap your hands and go, Hustle, hustle. <laughs> Ah, that's a wonderful image. I love it. Ah. Lady Hustle. Wait, is that a different game? Mm. Hmm, yeah. Lady Hustle okay. is definitely a very different game. It certainly is. Probably um, a similar number of whips and high heels, though. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a really good point. So, <laughs> um, so to give, give you some idea of why we're talking about whips and heels uh lady stalker is a spin-off sort of to land stalker on the genesis um land stalker was like an action rpg very strictly uh i guess i don't know i never played it lady stalker is a lot more rpg-ish like you end up in random battles and there's leveling and items and stuff like that so uh, it's also only in japanese so uh rudy is going to be our guide through much of this so thank you for that uh the eponymous lady her name is Lady, uh, goes on an adventure with Cox the Cook, which will never stop being funny, and uh, Yoshio the Gardener. Uh, Lady's like a whip-wielding, boot-wearing badass who loves to kill. I don't fully understand her motivations. Her motivation <laughs> but... is that she craves destruction and dislikes being bored. Very relatable. <laughs> Really, I I like that as as the beginning to an adventure. I mean, she burns down a house at the beginning, sort of on accident, but she definitely burns down a house. Um, so, Lady Stalker was released in 1995. Um, is developed by Climax Entertainment, lol, and published by <laughs> published by Taito. Um, Climax ended up sort of making a few anime based games for the DS, then fizzling out. That's sort of their latest uh, achievement is making like some weird dinosaur anime game in 2008. That's what what happened to like every niche Mm -hmm. JRPG developer is they, is that they stopped doing stuff for a decade, made like two games on the DS that weren't very good and then just evaporated. Yep, exactly. And, um, and Taito's of course, I mean, they, they they did everything. Um, and owned by Square Enix now Mm -hmm. since 2005. Uh, that's a long time ago at this point. That's sick. Uh, so, we're, uh, uh, 20 years and four years. Mm-hmm. Lady Stalker sort of got a spiritual sequel in 2006. It was a mobile game of the same name. 
I didn't I didn't look at any footage, so I don't know what it is. And the protagonist oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't know about this at all. So I saw it on Giant Bomb. <laughs> and Lady also en- ended up in a Dreamcast RPG called Time Stalkers, where she's like a or, guest or Climax Landers. God, yes. is Climax Landers? Yes. Climax. I can't, remember, I, can't, I can't remember which one's the, the Japanese name, which one's the English name. I believe... Climax like, Landers either. is Japanese. Okay, That's Climax Landers. Time Stalkers is, uh, is a not very good sci-fi movie that came out in English, so I would have expected they would have had to change it to the to Climax Landers. Climax Landers was the name of a porn that wanted to <laughs> sue them instead. So. I think Climax Landers was definitely a porn about landing on the moon and having sex. I think that's oh. what it was. Very high budget because they had to simulate low gravity and you know, a lot of stuff going on that way. Um, the, the Climax Landers is kind of a it's kind of a, 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 a hurrah of the three games that make up Climax Landers' portfolio at that point of Darkstalkers. Or not, not Dark, uh, Dark, Dark Savior, <laughs> Landst- and Landstalker, Climax and Lady Landers, Stalker. Yeah. But Climax Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, like a... it's, it's, you know, it's the crossover event of the century. <laughs> and, and you had played the, their previous games. Yeah. <laughs> and the pornographic version also had Cox in it. Um, so, oh. <laughs> Rudy, you and picked Yoshi. this game. <laughs> you picked this game. Why did you pick this game, Rudy? Tell me I more mean, about it, what don't, drew you to this. Don't don't we all wonder why I picked this game? Yeah, yes, yes, very much so. I mean, yeah, you know what? Yes, this is a question I wanted to know. <laughs> did it like loom large in your mind? Did, did you just want an episode where you definitely be the star? I mean, that's that's every episode where I'm around, baby. Um, I'm the guest host. Welcome to me. Um, well, uh, because I've always, I always love. Well, theoretically, I've always loved Landstalker, even though I've played it again recently and kind of lowered in my, lowered in my viewpoint. Um, uh, and I've always sort of appreciated uh, Climax Lander, Climax Entertainment's style as it was. Um, and you know, there's this all this praise to Lady Stalk or Landstalker, uh, and then like the game after they made that was for the Super Nintendo, and it's never been translated. And people have been theoretically waiting for translations for years. Um, I tried to play it way back in the day before my Japanese was any good, but I love Landstalker. And then I got into random battle, and I was like, oh god. And so when I've joined the crew of Super Nintendo Exploration Squad, I was like, okay, this will hyper-focus me to give this game as much shot as I was going to ever give it, because I'm never, it was never going to be on my list of things to play, um, and there's not a lot of information about it. Um, so, outside of two very thorough <laughs> FAQs written in 2002. Yeah, that FAQ got me through the two hours that I did play of this game. I, I referred to that, like, 30 times, because there's just a lot of little weird stuff you have to do. Which, I mean, standard JRPG stuff, but if you don't speak the language, it doesn't mean shit. So, um, that's a good reason. I like that. I That's kind of why I picked, um, uh, oh god, oh god, what was the game I picked for Book of Mega Drive? Why can't I think of it? All I can think is Buster Brothers. Anyway, whatever game I fucking uh- picked... Bonanza, uh, Bonanza Brothers. Brothers. Yes, it's not it's Bonanza yeah. Brothers. Yeah, it's kind of why I picked Bonanza Brothers because I was like, I will never play this game if I don't have a reason to, and I want to know what it is. <laughs> so that's cool. Okay, well, awesome. I asked everybody to play an hour. 
Um, how long did you play and about how far did you get? And we'll start, we'll go alphabetically, except I'll go last. I, I, I need to change my name back to Vasilcania, so I'm at the end. <laughs> um, I probably played for maybe one to two hours, and then I read through the whole playthrough, and then I watched a playthrough, and then I watched uh, Tigers play some as well. Uh, this being my own uh, burden, I played through the game to completion. It probably took about 12, 13 hours. Um, it kind of broke at the credits, which I thought was funny. But, so other context for this is I've also completed Landstalker three times, and I have uh, done almost everything there is to do in Dark Saviors, and I've played a little bit of Climax Landers, and I've played a little bit of Climax Entertainment's last game, Steel Princess, which is not very good. Uh, so my context here is I'm the big Climax Entertainment fan, and I'm very sad Landstalker PSP never came out. I'm looking forward to your five-hour video review of all of these games. Um, I, I, I played it for like an hour. I jumped around a number of save states that, that uh, Rudy had graciously given us. Uh, I was utterly confused. I managed to do some rocket booting uh, with some isometric platforming. Uh, and I think I won a fight, and I lost a fight, and I don't really know what was going on. And that was my ex- that that was the game. I I played. I think I played for about two and a half hours. I I had a stream where I hung out with some folks here and just sort of chatted and and went through the game. I got up to I would say that I guess the first boss major boss the guy with the four arms is that the first boss i can't remember um jb's I, pet i don't i don't know uh i think jb's pet is the first boss yeah okay yeah because yeah yeah there was a little sonic looking motherfuckers and i fought a couple of those those were like mid bosses but um he destroyed me in one hit and so i they, quit. <laughs> they look like so- do they look like sonic because they die fast <laughs> They actually are the slowest that they that die to oh. for me to kill. <laughs> well, that's because they're not building up enough momentum. Yeah, exactly. They keep getting stuck on hills. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that that was. I didn't do any of the like like Rudy put a bunch of save games up so that people could jump around, like you know, just see what the game had to offer. I didn't do any of that because I'm I'm an unprepared. Uh, person so <laughs> so i just saw the first two hours well i'm so. glad it provided it for everyone okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing that i thought it was very cool and i didn't use it at all <laughs> it was very handy because i think it's the only footage of the end of the game anywhere like, on the all. internet wow yeah that, that'll be an interesting thing it's just nobody has talked about this game in, in english i i don't know about you know other languages romanian for example but i i'm assuming we're we're kind of the the, the one of the few english sources for this so this would be kind of neat it's weird how many times we are that for um, <laughs> in our almost, podcasting projects it's almost like we we choose games at random and or are obscurantists <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> all right so uh, we're going to jump into our first topic first topic as always never changes it's gun gun of this game mm. i wanted to talk about this first i mean we always talk about gun first but i wanted to put it first um because i think this will be 
the most negative I am about the game, personally. Um, and I, I think it is maybe the less interesting part of the game. Um, for me, anyway. So, just to kind of give you an idea of what we're looking at here, it's it's an isometric game, so that means that north is to the upper right corner of the screen, and everything sort of follows from there. Um, it's The controls are a little awkward for that, since D-pads point in the cardinal directions. You have to choose what up is. So in this game, if you hit up, you go up left. For me, when I have isometric controls, like in a strategy game like this guy or whatever, I always want up to go up right. Not so bad if it's a strategy game, but this is an action game. So it you, you get into random battles, but then you're you're fighting action-wise. So it threw me off constantly. Also, it, it's... Did it do, does does it work like Landstalker does, where it kind of like locks you in on an axis? I, well, there, there's no there's no drift movement really. So yeah. well, I mean, it is a little bit. But what I mean really, is I it, it, the thing about that that actually makes like like Landstalker work really well is um, that once you're moving in a direction, it's actually really hard to like change whether you're going up and down or left and right like it takes a lot of effort to switch that in landstalker which no, um i don't think is, it has really any inertia yeah because because yeah. yeah it that's actually what makes landstalker mostly work uh well the the big difference between this and landstalker i don't i, I want to move away from just comparing this to the previous game and in by these developers but because this game has a big old run button Right, so you're running around everywhere, but uh, it feels awful because you run for half a second and then you get into a random battle. <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh, good, glad I glad I ran, and then I get out of a random battle into directly another random battle. <laughs> yeah, the encounter rate is crazy throughout, but particularly bad, I guess, um, when those giant robot things keep appearing every like two steps toward the end of the game god the, yeah. the, the worst the worst is the clouds that if you get close because you only have a melee oh, attack uh the lightning zappers yeah 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 so let's talk about combat because i i only played it up to the point where you're still just lady i guess you get two extra party members but for 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 what i saw in the first few hours um you walk up to enemies and you smack them and that's kind of it. You can back away, and then you can walk up and smack them again. You can charge your attack so that you do more damage with your one smack. Um, but beyond that, there wasn't a lot of depth to it. Um, I didn't. I I understood you could you know open up your menu and use items and stuff. I'm assuming there are spells later, but it was very 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 basic at the beginning. There wasn't anything really, but like try not to get hit. Try to read their attacks and then go in when they're not attacking. Yeah, there do seem to be a lot of um, actions in the menus that I can't read and was trying <laughs> desperately to use Google Translate to translate. Um, oh, that wouldn't help you. It really, really wouldn't help you that oh, much. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the poison is the name of the antidote. <laughs> according, to, <laughs> according to Google. Amazing. I can't believe um, that. Oh, I think it's Dokuyaku. I think that's what it is. That's, yeah. definitely, yeah. that's, that's definitely some line from some, like, 1980s British uh, variety comedy show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for the poison. For the poison. 
Yeah. And then they sip their tea, and the person who just drank the other tea just like slumped to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So the only weapons that you can get are short range uh, stiletto heels of various flavors and uh, long range whips at some point. Um, I couldn't figure out how to equip things, so I just stuck with the basic heels the entire time. Um, and then your companions get various flavors of shovel for the uh, guy who attacks with a shovel slash magic spells. The hedge wizard, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and I honestly don't know what Yoshio uses, or what uh, Cox uses. Does he use, like, I mean, cleavers and stuff, stuff like that? Do we have to say what Cox uses? I, I think he uses cleavers. <laughs> uh, he uses, he uses yeah, uh, knives and such. Um, he's also your healer. That makes sense. Um, the, the problem is, uh, if you give uh, Yoshio or Cox... Um, any any healing items at all, they will use them at the first possible opportunity. They're very protective of you. Uh, that's sort of a nice little uh, narrative, a ludonarrative item, is that the second you have an injury, they will try and heal you. <laughs> Which kind of stinks, because the medicine always heals you to full, right? Um, particularly in the early game. Um, the, the The bigger problem is... Uh, if you're buying the medicine, you have to buy them one at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, oh, and yeah. you, buy the, you buy them one at a time, and then you have to select who carries them. And eventually, at, towards the end of the game, they give you so much. And thankfully, like the late lower half of the game is not that difficult. Um, and they give you so much SP that if you just turn off, uh, you turn off uh, cast spells. I, I just grabbed a screenshot for that particular thing so that I could. Uh, read it to y'all. So, uh, so they have basic AI that's not very good, um, uh, and you have four options for it. And, that, and it's not quite like the basic options you would hope. Uh, so, the first option is leave it to me. Uh, the second option is everyone attack with all you can. Sort of like uh, uh, the third option is go and die. <laughs> <laughs> And the fourth option is don't use magic. Just like in so Dragon Quest. So what does go and die mean? <laughs> yeah, you got to tell us what that means. Um, as far as I can tell, it means like go all out, use all, use your, you just start spamming spells, um, like run into the enemy and don't, don't like, don't have any. Uh, as as much as there's not really any eye to them, as that they don't have any, uh, any sense of self preservation. Got was it. an option to like go all out? Uh, Zen and Kolgiki is uh, uh, everyone attack. Okay. Uh, I wonder what the difference is there. Very, very fuzzy. <laughs> leave it to between. me, just like only do support actions? Um, as far as I can tell, it's just like they just hang out <laughs> when, when <laughs> you leave it to me. Um, I generally had it on. Uh, don't use magic because they are stupid and they will just cast spells endlessly until um until eventually you uh I I got this uh, shovel for uh, Yoshio that made him cast fire uh, every every two seconds in every single battle for free and it's like okay I don't need to do anything else for him <laughs> yeah uh, have yeah. him have him on uh, magic and then 
at any time during the random battles. Um, we should maybe explain a little bit more. Is you get sort of locked into a into a rectangle. Um, if there's a door present, you can in the rectangle, then you can leave the battle. But otherwise, yeah. you can't run from the battle. Um, and then you can change positions uh, as uh, uh, one of you were playing just before we cast, and then the the monster was on a ledge you couldn't access. <laughs> yeah, there's so so. It, imagine like in Chrono Trigger, as you're walking around the world map, you get into encounters and things jump out at you, but you don't transition to a new map like like JRPGs often do. You stay in the world. It's like that, except it's not perfectly like scripted little encounters where you're always in the same positions and it's real time so you can end up with some weird fucked up situations but you're running around the world map doing these fights which is kind of cool but it begs the question which i know is not the proper usage why make them stop you anyway why not just have enemies on the fucking map because it ends up being essentially the same thing (laughs) no it doesn't because if they were on the map they'd be far less annoying that's true, because you could just fucking walk past them. <laughs> you could, or you could fight, you know, and then once you cleared them all, they'd be gone, like in Landstalker. Or you could actually enjoy the running mechanic, which I think is the running is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it never lets you do it, it but, yeah. but like, you have, like, this little, like, you have this little drift. I don't know if there's any... It's, it's like, as good as running gets on the Super Nintendo Super Famicom. It's just uh, you run for half a second, and then you ram straight into a wall because a fake uh, imaginary wall because now you're in a random battle and also <laughs> cut out the music because I've, I've seriously I've gotten a random battles just by standing still oh Jesus Christ yeah the encounter well, I rate think is it was so based on movement instead of um, time but that makes sense I know it doesn't that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yes it does you do need a bit of a runway to like dash across things um, which I enjoy like you need a running head start to build up the momentum. Yeah, you can dash across small gaps, which is kind of fun. Like it's neat, and like yeah, they, so there's a lot of well, I hesitate to call it platforming. I guess there's rocket boots, right? So it does. There's become platforming. definitely platforming because like one of your you have two verbs. One is attack, and one is pick up thing. And oh yeah, I forgot thing you can pick Usually up. turns into move platform so that you can step on it so you can go up a small step because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you couldn't possibly climb up um or put it on a button to weigh it down i guess later on um, yeah, there is there is one dungeon mid game where they like that's one of the things in this game is it has a lot it does a lot of little neat things but they none of them quite come together um, but uh, to finish my point, there there is a dungeon mid-game where it kind of asks you to go out of bounds. It kind of asks you to build a uh, a, a Morrowind-style staircase. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't fully understand. I kind of, like, sped through that because I was watching two people muddle their way through it. Um, <laughs> there's, like, a guy... It's the one in the... Um, first dungeon right i think the with the train car and all that i don't think i well i didn't get to the, the, the one I'm sorry, it's it's in the sewer dungeon so specifically the, oh, okay. the thing i'm talking about there's a sewer dun sewer dungeon 90s video games yeah and there's yeah, like a the there's like a guard in the middle of it and then he's oh are you then... talking about the, the 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 tutorial dungeon that's like before you go into death island 
here's like a here's a training <laughs> ground. That, that, that's, no, that's for a little later. No, that's for a little later. Not that. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about the theming of this game. Deathland Island. Deathland Island. <laughs> oh, here's here's a specific thing we need to talk about with, with Gun, and especially because this is so, it's so closely related to Dragon Quest, but that uh, death is death. Yes, oh, when you yeah. die, you get Fireman carried out of wherever you are, and then it just says game over, and you're sent to the save screen. Yep, it yeah, is the, Theoretically, wild. Yoshio and Cox... Uh, pick you up and take you back home because you yeah. ran away. Yeah, and it's it's like like Dragon Quest is is kind with death. You you keep all your experience, you keep half the gold you have, and you get to move forward. There's a sense of momentum in Lady Stalker because games are video games and video games suck. It's <laughs> my new my new uh, that's the new slogan for this show. Um, it. It, it just fucking stops and you have to go back to your previous save point. So all your experience lost, any cool equipment you found lost, all those random battles, just dust in the wind might as well have never happened. Essentially didn't happen except in your mind. It sucks. I hate it. I hate RPGs that do death like that. It makes me so mad. <laughs> well, it is a short RPG and it's from the time when most games were sort of built around like a, um, a rental model, right? Not in Japan, nope. though. Not in Japan, though. Oh, okay. No, no. Um, it is pretty short, like, but honestly, uh, uh, spoilers for the cast, even though no spoilers at all. Uh, I definitely abused save states because I was like, no, I am not redoing <laughs> anything ever. Yeah, that's one, of yeah. The, that's one of the benefits to emulation for games that you own. A yeah. copy of hey, I've owned already. this game twice. Okay, I've I've owned this game twice. <laughs> Did you play the Lady Stalker game for um, Japan only mobile? No, I've I'm I'm uh, as I said before, I'm surprised to hear that existed. Uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna have and uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll mute myself so I can talk about that in uh, investigation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you I mean, complain about complain about the gun gun amongst yourselves. Yeah, good luck getting a fifteen year old mobile game to work. Um, okay. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, I I felt like mechanically this game is just a slog. I didn't want to ever do battles. I was running away from every battle when I thought that running was just mechanic like guaranteed, but it's not guaranteed. And it is very funny if you run away from a battle and they. And you unsuccessfully, all of the enemies uh, fly up into the air and land on your head. <laughs> it's very funny. Or like next to you, but half the time they land on your head and then they just start smacking you. Um, so very punishing. Yeah, they follow you. It's <laughs> inescapable. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Um, so, you know, I just didn't want to engage with that at all. I was fine with the running around the overworld, but I didn't want to touch battles and I didn't want to redo them. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I found the battles, again, I played up to, like, maybe the third tier or fourth tier of enemy. Um, but I found them fine. They were definitely too frequent. If they had been less frequent, then I think it would have honestly been totally cool. Like, just, um, like, balance it so they give you more XP so you're not crazy underleveled. Um, but all of the other parts of the game, like um the puzzles in the dungeons which mm -hmm. aren't 
really puzzles because it's kind of just like try this oh no you got electrocuted try this other <laughs> thing oh you got like fire belched at you um it seems to just be like entirely trial and error instead of puzzles there are like maybe uh two puzzles that both have like pretty robust hints around them in the game and then everything else seems to be trial and error yeah there was a lot of like actually one of my favorite sequences was a series of trial and error puzzle games because they were um they were posed as torture so i'm like okay yeah this is torture i like that though it's funny because you get a wrong answer and it literally takes hit points away it's like fuck you like that's funny the puzzle yeah the puzzly parts were fine i don't know i felt like the game was really charming i just i didn't gel with the battle system but like you said you don't get enough experience exactly so i did end up doing a bit of grinding just so i wasn't like behind the curve um which was always gonna give me a bad impression i'm not a huge fan of of like, I like grinding in some games. Like, a Dragon Quest game can do that to me. But it has to be near the end of the game, not the beginning. Because <laughs> um, it's just not interesting. So, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it, And it just felt... I think the thing that really colored all of this for me is it felt so physically painful in my brain to move around. <laughs> it, I, I had the same issue as you with movement, where I yeah. kept expecting it to be one turn... Mm-hmm. clockwise and yeah. it never was and <laughs> never i would changed. remember i would remember in bursts of 30 seconds maybe mm-hmm. what the control scheme was and then it was yeah which i, I should have just changed all of, well no because if i changed all of the buttons then all of the menus would have been impossible i thought to the same thing <laughs> I thought I can't do that because then my menus are going to be fucked up. Yeah, I feel like I'm one of those those people who really needs to have Y inverted on like the right stick of their controller to play a first person shooter. I've never understood that, but apparently when it comes to isometric games, I'm like in sicko mode because the one that I want is always option B if there's an option at all. <laughs> so for whatever reason, that's just how I think of it. And but yeah, it was impossible for me to 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 gel with that i started using the diagonals like like using diagonals on the controller to move um which does work as intended it just i don't know i don't i don't like using diagonal i don't know it just didn't work for me it was really hard it's really hard to switch from up right to down left for me if i'm like needing to switch directions and stuff like that it was it was weird so that colored the whole experience for me but i i thought it was okay and like i think if if i had more if i had picked this game up and a it was in english and b i was like 15 let's say yeah if you if you were cool and had played a land stalker on your sega genesis 1994 yeah maybe maybe you'd like this game yeah cool person would (laughs) like a cool person (laughs) (laughs) but i don't really have anything else to say about gun particularly anything else mechanical to say although i didn't get that far in the game so i'm curious if there's anything else that we we should be talking about um, well, whenever a spell is cast, it freezes, which again, because I had Yoshio have a fire uh, shovel that cost fire every five seconds, every two seconds, uh, made the, ba- the late game battles very, very uh, uh, stop and go. <laughs> and like, and occasionally having to s- slam the button, hoping that I can open the menu to heal in between magic spell after magic spell after magic spell. Which, oh to be fair, God. you can... Uh, uh, 
items are almost in- instantaneous. And then for your party members, because you don't have any magic yourself, but for your party members, uh, they use their they use that that power bar, and when that power ball's fo- full, then they cast their spells. Okay, so it works like um, a stamina bar, kind of. Yeah. Oh, is the flashing accompanying? Does that accompany spell casting, or am I misremembering? Yes, that's that's a spell being cast, and then uh, it and also does uh, a little bit of the dragon quest at the bottom screen does kind of do the dragon quest flavor text of like uh a uh, lady does does a critical hit oh i was wondering about that yeah at various points things just scroll across the bottom of the screen too quickly to read or to translate even if you do know a little bit of japanese which i do not at all yeah so the game is um uh, also, it should be said for the for the gun part is the game is more or less a straight line. You occasionally have to warp back to one of the previous towns to talk to one NPC, but then you or warp by then, like the game ending item. Oh, there's a game ending item. I didn't know about this. Well, not the game ending. Like very important plot items. Yes, there. Are, yeah, yeah. That's it's uh it's very much a sort of fun joke that there is there at one point uh. What a, a mission critical item is just in one of the shops in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Oh yeah, that was one thing that was kind of interesting too. Is I ended up relying on medicine a lot to get through the one dungeon I encountered, and I ended yep. up running out of medicine and having to go all the way back to the town and mm-hmm. then all the way back to the dungeon. And there's just <laughs> no good way of doing it. <laughs> Which is that's but but that's just normal Dragon Quest, right? That's just old. That's yeah, the old Dragon Quest, sort of. But like this in, in Dragon Quest, the way I always ended up doing was I'd hit, I I would either hit a wall and die, and then I am already back in town, but I have only lost right. half my gold. Or right. because Dragon Quest is a casino, <laughs> well, not a casino, but you push your luck and you realize at exactly the right moment oh shit, I have to turn around. And then it's a tense thing to go back to town and then pick up your medicine and, and you know, do whatever. But, you know, it's really rewarding. This game, it's like, well, there's a save point in the middle of the dungeon. I'm going to do some, I'm going to take this long, but basically extremely easy path back to town for no reward so I can get some medicine. Like, it's just annoying. I don't know. And, I, and fight fight a dozen random battles as you travel yeah, straight line. They, they give me nothing because I'm already like, at a high enough level that they're essentially trivial, but they still stop me forever. And, you know, it's just like, like there, there I, is an item that will stop random. That'll stop low level battles. And there so. is the item that sends you back to town. If, if the item sent you back to town and then you could go back to where you had left off, I would have like no ground to stand right. on here, but it, you know, it's just mostly the walk back to the dungeon. The, the part that I didn't like was having to go through the hedge maze to get back to the dungeon because that was, there were no battles, so it was truly trivial, but it took fucking forever. <laughs> like, this sucks. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm also like the RPG hater, generally speaking. I don't, I don't play a lot of RPGs because they, they irritate me because I am impatient. And, and not to be like, like, I, I didn't hate it in my hands too much. It was, it was pretty fun to kind of get through, and I, I enjoyed it for a lot of other reasons, which we'll get to in our next topic, which is, of course, Vanity. Uh, which is where we'll talk about how it looks, how it sounds, some of the other stuff too. <laughs> so.
And this game is very colorful. It's very funny in a lot of ways, like even obvious to somebody who doesn't speak Japanese. Um, and it's it's uh, all the uh, half the monsters are just ripped straight from Dragon Quest, which means they look great. Um, so yeah, what, what do we think about the vanity of this game? So Rudy, uh, Rudy finally doing investigative journalism uh, as the pa- as the cast is happening. According to Wik- Japanese Wikipedia, I can the spinoff game is just a game that Climax Entertainment made for mobile systems and PSP that looks like a dungeon crawler that I guess Lady Lady appears in, and probably every probably people from Time Stalkers and from uh, Landstalker and from Dark Savior also appear in it. Um, secondly, uh, the Wikip- Japanese Wikipedia page at least confirms this was going to be a Dragon Quest spinoff, uh, and then it didn't happen, which is all over this game. <laughs> oh, really? This was going to be a Dragon Quest spinoff. Holy crap. You, you, you couldn't tell? You couldn't tell from the tomatoes that look like slimes, or the end music that sounds like the end music from Dragon Quest, or... The dungeon music that sounds exactly like the dungeon music from Dragon Quest. And a lot of the enemies look like like there was a draft where it was a Dragon Quest enemy, and then they were like, look, mm-hmm. we gotta change some pixels. Yeah, make it like, te- like you know, file off the, the VIN on this thing and then get, get it shipped. <laughs> like, yeah, it's definitely okay, that actually does track a lot with the sort of cheery attitude it has, too, and the sort of funky funniness of it. Yeah, so it was going to be a spinoff of 4, uh, with the character of Arina, according to, I I I've never got to that never got that far in four, so couldn't tell you mu- much more than that. So, but Dragon Quest Four was 1990, and this was 1995. So yeah, a little, little later, little, <laughs> little bit later than that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's kind of cool though. Like that that gives me like like view of it because I'm like, yeah, yeah, this does feel like a bit Dragon Questy, especially with like it feels like so- like somebody else made Dragon Quest. Like somebody ha- had an opportunity to make a Dragon Quest game and tried their damnedest, and and this is what we got. <laughs> um, and as far as uh, the 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 vanity of it, I love I love this sort of the movie trailer intro when you start it up. It's like oh it's yeah, like you're you're gonna, you're about to have a fun time with a fun video game. And yeah. uh, as far as the track mode, I like I really like the track mode, and it's like you know danger, excitement coming soon. <laughs> I, I love that. I love I love this movie trailer opening. I love the idea of the movie trailer opening and all of the words that flash. I just wish danger and excitement weren't accompanying, like lady walking through a field of brown blocks, <laughs> lady walking through a field of lava blocks. <laughs> Because there are, like, I don't know, some exciting things in the game, and it's not that. But they do show <laughs> some of those moments as well. Yeah, we, we sort of missed in gun, but I mean, there's lots of minecart sections in this game, and there's a lot of different sort of minecart sections in this game, which I guess is oh, just yeah. my, my failure. <laughs> I want to talk, no, I want to talk about the first minecart section in this game, which is the funniest shit. Like, it's so funny. Like, you, so the, the game is all structured as like everybody goes to Death Island to seek some treasure. I forget whether, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a and- magical giant capsule thing that has something to do with monsters, I think. 
I don't know if it's like clear early on what it does. It's clear by the end of the game what it does, which is make things big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it makes things big. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> but it's set up as like everybody goes here. So you're not even allowed to go until you go through the tutorial dungeon. And then, which is funny. And then on your way there, they show you like a literal film about Death Island and everything that happens there and how horrible it is. And like the story up so, so far, which is great. Yes. So there's essentially... There's like this whole bureaucracy to Deathland Island. Um, oh, sorry, Deathland Island. Lot, right. <laughs> there's a lot of like uh, desk clerks who have to like have the correct piece of paperwork for you to continue. Um, there's lots of. Um, well, if you're a hardened you, adventurer, they want to make sure you're safe before you go through the gate. Right. So you have to, yeah, get your adventurer's visa to go. <laughs> through the gate um and yeah there's like the tutorial uh video that is in a theater that like 10 other people are also watching before you go into your little tutorial dungeon i think that like explains who baron is and how monsters happened and what the mysterious treasure is and i guess sort of like gets you really amped for trying to figure out what the treasure is and killing monsters. Um, I love the, you're posting uh, screen caps of the video and yeah, the video style is really, really cute. Um, that was like my favorite part uh, of the, the game. As far as like, I can understand it without trying to use my phone to translate that well and yeah and so it ends up setting up deathland island as almost like a tourist trap for adventure like a theme park which yeah. actually at the end of the game it becomes a theme park for adventurers really oh that rules yep. <laughs> so like that that plays into the straight lineness of it as well and the first minecart ride you take is when you you reach baron castle or whatever it is castle baron i don't know um and basically they're like hey you can go in here, but you have to see what the fuck happens in this dungeon. And you take a minecart ride throughout the entire dungeon, seeing yeah. at least one guy incinerated. <laughs> and it's just, it's very funny. I think it's like a 10 minute um, rails tour. It's like going it on, on for like, a while. It's a it's long like, one. It's like going on the Hershey factory tour. Yeah. Uh, where you're just like, and this is how the chocolate is made. And you're on, you're in like a little trolley cart and they are like blasting in the smells of the chocolate. Um, it's <laughs> blasting that, in the smells but, of burning flesh. But for a dungeon. Like, yeah. Like at the, at, at the end of the game, um, when, when the, when Death Island has, has become uh, an amusement park, it does flash back through the whole world. And it's kind of fun how it recontextualizes, like, hey, you were actually just going around this, like, fun amusement park. Like, it shows each world uh, that you went through as a dungeon now as a amusement park. And that's that's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah the, it's not a hard stretch. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it. it's very lighthearted in, in a way that I, I... It is easy to appreciate even with a language barrier. Um, in, in a game that starts with uh with your gardener burning your house down. 
<laughs> yeah, the game starts with you with your gardener being like, you have to study, and you literally break through a wall, and your gardener and your cock, I mean cook, are like <laughs> it's never not funny. Are like, uh, hey, stay in the house, and the gardener keeps casting fireballs at you, and you keep dodging them, and the house breaks down. It's great. What a great way to start a game. I mean, it's been funny to me for 15 years, so I'll just take a moment to say uh, 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 the Japanese pronunciation of cook is kooks, uh, which if you if you were Japanese and you read C-O-O-K-S, you would write it, you would, re, you would pronounce it as kooks, uh, which then if you translate, if you bring that back into English, it looks like C-O-K-S, which is pronounced as cocks. So that's how that happened. And they did bring it back into English. For the manual, so yeah, it says Cox in all caps. C O C K S. Yeah, it's great. Um, Which, actually, speaking of, this falls under vanity. It's a very pretty manual. Oh, it's a oh, lovely yeah. manual. The manual is super nice. Like, in fact, I, I put it in the zip file and um, to distribute the cartridge and. Um, it was too big, so I had to find a smaller version of it because it's just such nice art that whoever scanned it was like, yes, all the DPI. And it is. It's worth it. <laughs> That's good. It has both like really cute little um, cartoon representations of all the items and all the enemies. And it also has like cartoons that show all the characters. And then it has like the full like Japanese. This is what the character should actually look like, um, like way more JRPG protagonist like dramatic art. So we we need to we need to address the elephant in the room: the fact that this game is called Lady Stalker, and that you play pretty much a uh, dominatrix with with uh, boots and whips. Oh yeah. yeah. And every store you walk into has various styles of boots sitting on the shelves. And also, all they sell are boots and, and knives and whips. It's, it's why it's sad that the rest of the game can't live up to this potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is obviously the best thing about it. Like, Lady I feel like is a, is, is, a, is a fantastic character. She carries a whip and has boots and she fucking kills things. And she does it because she wants to. It's fun. It's because she's a spoiled fun. brat. And- exactly. <laughs> And comes from money, and uh, at the end of the game, or at the beginning of the game, is like, "All right, peace out. You need to. I want. I want the mansion built by the time I get back." <laughs> Not a lot of protagonists that bratty, and and then yeah. they just don't grow at all. I assume. <laughs> I assume she doesn't grow at all, which is great. <laughs> no, no, because uh, the the final battle is four part is a four parts, and you're allowed to save and restock between each battle. Um, but if you try to leave before the final form. Uh, it's like it, the text is is very much Yoshio and Cox going like clearly grabbing Lady Lady and going no 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 no, no we have to finish this you can't just leave now <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah I feel like this game for me personally would have been much more interesting if it did if it was in my language um, I could see being a lot more driven to get through the game if I could understand what people were saying and if I took the time to talk to the NPCs because there are a lot of NPCs in the towns like you can just chat with people yep. sometimes you have to most of the time you don't um, but I obviously just blew through it because I, you know it doesn't mean anything to me um, well, well, so it, yeah at least for the for the setting for the way I played it which was uh, on a very legal Chinese handheld uh, <laughs> that I shoved my controller my obviously real cartridge into 
and not through RetroArch. Um, the font is pretty hard to read. It, it was very <laughs> tiring to try and, as you can see, it's kind of it's kind of scribbly, and it's just it's somewhat tiring to read. So wait, why is your why why is your text in purple? Oh yeah, they let you pick the text box color right at the beginning. So I just Ooh. made it purple. Yeah. Hey, how about that? I don't know if you can change it again later, but they let you pick it at the beginning. <laughs> I'm sure there's some NPC somewhere in the world that you can talk to and probably change. it might be um, in the menus too. I didn't look that hard. Uh, as far as I can, no, no real. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe at the priests. Maybe when you, oh, because it's, yeah, it's exactly yeah. Dragon Quest, and you talk, you talk to the priest to, to save priest. and revive party members and cure them and find out how much XP you have coming up. <laughs> yeah, you have to talk to a priest to say that. Yeah, it's exactly Dragon Quest. That really explains a lot about this. Like, it, it, yeah, it's very interesting. So, um, but yeah, uh, what about the music? It's Dragon. It's it sounds a lot like Sugiyama. <laughs> it's not it, Sugiyama, but it sounds a lot like Sugiyama. Yeah, but it's all the sound fonts suck shit, and they all have like massive reverb, and it sounds terrible. <laughs> I didn't like how this game sounded at all. Uh, I did not notice how it sounded. I think it sounded probably how I expected it to sound. I was, too, I was too busy talking with Gary while I was playing it to notice the sound. It's true. Yeah, I don't know uh, that we had sound on for that. I mean, it, I had sound on. I just don't remember it either. <laughs> it 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 feels to me very like standard. Like like the Super Nintendo had a lot of games with really bad music, and it was kind of like, oh, we can do samples now. Um, we'll just put some samples in there. That's how I, I feel like the bad stuff sounds. Um, this halfway point between like chiptunes and like actually being able to, you know, play something more than a, a MIDI. Um, and it just, I didn't think it worked. I didn't think the compositions were good or bad. They were just sort of middling. Um, but yeah, the, I didn't, I really didn't like how it sounded. It wasn't offensive. It was offensive to me, but I'm picky, but I, I could, it was easier to tune out than like truly bad music, but I just didn't like it. <laughs> I will say, since this is from Climax Entertainment and uh, Landstalker, it it does have the great uh, occasional very strange sound effects that Landstalker has. Like uh, the fact that every enemy in Land and Landstalker goes, ah, when you kill it. <laughs> no matter what I did it like, is. Uh, so I did like so every, time, every time you cast, every time Cox casts a spell, it goes, yeah. <laughs> There are a good amount of um, voice samples in here, and I like those a lot. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of of all the voice samples that that they do for like Lady getting hit and stuff like that. Like it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to. Like, so, but yeah, it's it's an extremely charming game. I I found myself charmed by it even without the words. Like, which is, I mean, high praise. I think like that you can communicate a lot of these ideas to somebody who can't speak the language. That means you're doing something to make it coherent um, and like really, really give an idea um, through all the available channels. Like even the music sounds a bit chintzy to me. And so kind of, you know, theme parkish, right? Like a little bit, you know, just, just here to fill the, the noise or fill the silence. So yeah, I don't know. The whole thing worked really well for me aesthetically. Um, it does. I mean, it does correct like one of the major problems I had with, uh, Landstalker, and this is a few, this is two years after Landstalker. I'm, I'm just I have to keep making the comparisons. 
that I said I wasn't going to make. Um, <laughs> Uh, that uh, all the dungeons are very visually distinct. Like when the problems of Landstalker is, you're like, I have no idea where I am. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but also I- because the dungeons are all sort of curvy, but they're all straight lines, so you can't really get lost. You just keep going northeast for the whole <laughs> game. <laughs> I there really are a like lot that. of mazes. They they do the cardinal sin of isometric games where the maze would be obvious to the person who's in it, but you can't see it, so it's right. frustrating. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, the library maze, I think, where you just sort of, like, it, it just looks like you're walking through. It's an isometric maze. You can't see anything that you're walking through. Um, we saw the little part that Rudy played of the um, the giant's leg hair maze oh um, that's his crotch that's his crotch <laughs> a giant furry expanse um, <laughs> which which again like there there seemed to be very clear like paths through it but they didn't seem to correspond with where you were walking and, in and not the way. good kind of furry expanse where i don't know that detective guy who's an asteroid miner is an ocelot or something why is that always an ocelot? <laughs> I could explain why, but I'm not going to. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> uh, I feel like I think... he's a little too greasy to be an ocelot. I feel like he would be like a, I don't know, like a Maine Coon. See, I was Down just trying to get in there and out with one joke. <laughs> I know. And not sorry. the realist, and I failed. Well, well much, much like an isometric maze, we can't see where we're going. Now I really want to think about what the persona of every member of the Expanse's crew is. And that's how Gary started her own podcast. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, that's a good idea. I just think you're on to something. I think that this is the this is how you hit it even bigger. Yeah. Um, but on this podcast, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else I want to say about the vanity of it. There is a there is a dungeon where you're you're in you're tiny and you're in a giant monster's pocket and or furry expanse, <laughs> which is cool as hell. Like I didn't see any of the other. There's a casino which looks cool. There's a bunch of cool shit in this game. Like it, it felt like the kind of game to me, like a theme park where you just sort of keep moving on to new fun stuff. And then it ends, which is great. That's what I want. You know, Mm -hmm. the problem is breaking all this up is (laughs) every, every two seconds you can't enjoy because of the structure of it. You can't enjoy the music or, or like or moving or the world or moving or, around because yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, here's one more thing. Um, when you load up a save and then it sh- it once it, and then and then it flashes the the loading the the title screen. Oh yeah, that's cool. It's like Lady Stalker after you load the save. It feels very dramatic. The whole thing is yeah. is definitely going for that movie and or like anime episode vibe, which I'm 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 down with. So yeah, so um, you're not quite in you're like. It, it, you're not in the game until you have started the game. It 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 it's, it tries to have like a succinct piece, but then again, you die, and then you have to look at that again. Mm-hmm. It's like it's <laughs> like you have a DVD that sometimes breaks, and you're like, okay, yeah, to go back into the menu, <laughs> I, load I feel up like your chapter. <laughs> I feel like this game is almost afraid of being not mechanical enough. 
And so they added a bunch of mechanics. It's like, this would have been fine if it was, if I could just run past the enemies, honestly, like I'd have been fine with that, you know, uh, or like secret of mana, like where, yeah, I have to stop it constantly to cast spells or whatever, but I can choose to engage with that system. Like at least 75% of the time I can just choose not to engage with it, which is fine. Like, that's great. It gives me a chance to take in the, um, the environments and just have a good time. But they were, they, they had it, they had the dragon quest roots. So they put, random battles in it and then they just couldn't take it out so you know i don't know it is very specifically a game for girls i guess women lady stalker is for the ladies yeah weirdly i guess they chose stalker because land stalker land stalker i mean that part makes sense lady land (laughs) i just didn't didn't it didn't i I can kind of see what it's the Bayonetta problem. That's pretty much what I would put it down to. It's the Bayonetta problem. <laughs> I have no idea where to go with it, unfortunately. So. Oh, oh, here, here we go. I can end this with the Vannies just to, uh, because the Japanese Wikipedia page is very thorough about what ladies about what ladies wearing. She is she is equipped with a bo- with a with a bob cut, uh, and she has a no sleeve top, opera gloves, a mini skirt, and long boots. That fucking rules. The opera gloves are in none of the sprites, by the way. Yeah, they're definitely clearly not not wearing gloves at all. But opera gloves, that outfit is an incredible look. Just when you say it, (laughs) that's so good. I love it. (laughs) She also is wearing like I don't know if they're leg. She's wearing what appear to be sweatbands on her uh, her ankles and around her neck. But she's wearing the sweatbands over her thigh-high leather boots. Huh. <laughs> huh. Very, very confused. What? It, the, yeah. What? Who's the guy who did all the um, character designs for Kingdom Hearts? Nomura. Yeah. What if that guy, except instead of zippers, it was sweatbands? <laughs> and for 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 the whole game, the the very last shot of uh, which. Uh, at the very beginning of the game, you take a take what, one of those vanity uh, cardboard cutout photos. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the final shot is there, and that that really changes my interpretation of what I thought of Lady because she has this very very genuine big smile for it. Yeah, yeah. She's just having fun. Yeah, she's just having fun. I like. I don't know. I like the characterization. She's just having fun. She yeah. just wants to kill some monsters. Who doesn't want to kill some monsters? I mean, it's interesting, the subtle differences between her, her characterization and the character she was originally supposed to be if this was a Dragon Quest game. Because, like, Princess in, in the Dragon Quest game, if this had been a spinoff of Dragon Quest Four, she's not, like, there's absolutely nothing dominatrixy about her. She's basically, like, an extremely th- enthusiastic, like, border, like, like, hyperactive uh, teenager who wants to just punch fucking everybody? No, so that's exactly the characterization I got for Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's like who Lady is. It just, she does that with whips and a variety. Yeah, yeah, and in in Dragon Quest, she doesn't have any weapons. She just, she's, uh, she's like the equivalent of a monk character. She just punches. She punches I mean, the shit how, out how many, of people. Quite, quite a few of the problems you solve in this game are through uh, running into walls. <laughs> That's the one thing I love most about it, I would say. 
like in in terms of how you physically interact with the world is that I wish some of them maybe were broadcast a little bit better, but like at the beginning of the game, she escapes her room by running full speed at a wall and breaking it um, <laughs> at like two critical points in dungeons. She escapes prison cells by running at the wall and just like, I guess like Kool-Aid manning through them. There, are, <laughs> there is one other character yeah. who can do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm of the, like, I think everything about this game, like, flavor wise is is basically fantastic <laughs> like like everything you've said that i didn't personally experience i'm like yeah this is this this is great i love this shit this is fun it just feels very fun so yeah i'm into it yeah let's move on let's go to our next category which is of course uh oh oh no <gasps> it's a salary man corner oh no Except I didn't send anyone a salary man game. Uh oh. What are we gonna do? Salary oh no. Was inside the game all along. The call is coming <laughs> from inside the house and it smells <laughs> like cigarette smoke. <laughs> uh, so the salary man corner game for this uh, for this uh, month is Lady Stalker. Um there's a casino. <laughs> <laughs> in the game, which I wasn't aware of, uh, and that Rudy great, <laughs> graciously and gracefully uh, was uh, played five minutes of it for us and sh- and showed us that. So, Rudy, tell us about it. Tell, give us some context. When when are you getting a casino in this game? Um, very early on, uh, you go you get, you go through uh, one of the one of JB's bases, uh, and then at the other side of the base uh, is a uh, a. a a prison mining colony and uh and all the dudes sort of it's all dudes sort of talking in this very gruff manner um actually now i think about it, there's very few women npcs throughout the whole game interestingly enough there's um, like there's one the wife is that it yes yeah that might that oh might God. there might be one or two like a shopkeeper stuff but there's yeah there seems to be one 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 other female character of any characterization at all um uh and then the second time you you uh come back through there uh in order to get a, an elixir that will change you into a monster so you can go to the monster town uh the casino is open um and you can return to you return to this prison colony to get the best purchasable items because you get way way too much money um and you are supposed to use all that money to waste away at uh the casino or which has two games a slot machine and a UFO catcher and I would like to know your y'all's experience, at least watching this slot machine. <laughs> There's a slot machine, baby. <laughs> it looks it, very it was, the, it was the ubiquitous uh, standard issue uh, Japanese video game slot machine. There was nothing yep. Lady Stalker flavored about it. You know, we're talking cherries, we're talking lemons, we're talking bars, we're talking sevens. Like not a tomato and you, you spend. <laughs> you you have the option to spend differing quantities of money to decide whether you can uh, get a jackpot on the middle line, the top and bottom and middle lines, 
or have diagonal lines. And of course, you're always going to use the maximum bet. And that's exactly the same as it is in all of these goddamn games. Yeah, but the reward is so meager, it's not really worth wasting it. And you get so much money either way. That I, I can respect. I can respect that it's a game where the house wins, and it's not, like... It's not a thing that's trying to like be fair. It's it's an actual casino. <laughs> well, I I think what's funny is that that from what we saw Rudy playing, uh, the house the house loses all the time, but very slowly. <laughs> so you win. I, I will a say very that, small amount. I had extremely good luck that time. Uh, okay, the other okay. other couple times I messed with it, I did not win. Mm, so I was like, oh, game. maybe maybe that machine. You know, maybe it is like. Maybe it is like the the great uh, the great salary man games, and all the machines have different odds, and I happen to find the right machine because yeah, you that's... are able to choose all of them. As far as I could tell, it's all the same machine. There's like fifteen uh, slot machines in this tiny little corner casino. Yeah, like my first salary man game was definitely Pokemon um, with the game corner, and uh, yeah, there were definitely machines that did better in that game. So. One of the greats in Salary Man lore. Um, UFO catchers suck shit too. Um, <laughs> it always does. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's just like every uh, it, it, in in the U.S. we call them claw games, right? So if you're not familiar with the term, but they're just you know, you they they it goes left, it goes up, it grabs something, and then it drops it arbitrarily. That's what that was. But but it didn't like you didn't get to do multiple tries on the same set of items. So like you you couldn't bring something closer and closer by putting more money in. It reset the positions of the items every time you played. That's why it sucks shit. (laughs) And I guess it makes sense if you're looking at a controller. Now that I'm looking at a controller, it makes sense. But but it's very confusing in game. So it's just based off what a real UFO catcher is, which is you hit the left button and then you hit the right button. Uh, to, to do one direction of movement and then the other direction of movement. Uh, but in the game, if you're not looking directly at a controller, uh, if, on a Super Famicom controller, you're hitting Y to move uh, right. Ugh. And then you're hitting A to move up. Ugh, gross. <laughs> well, and, and that's the other funny thing, too, that I did. Like, like claw games in the U.S., they let you move the claw around for a bit using, like, a joystick most of the time, mm-hmm. too. So the fact that you have to go right and then up or whatever is just like, Ugh. But, uh, yeah, the the button placement on that is just like, why? Why? It, I mean, I think claw <laughs> machines in America are really emblematic of America in that it feels like you have a lot of control over them, but it's actually got a randomized <laughs> counter inside the machine that determines the claw's actual grip strength. So. Yep. Yeah. So much like America, it's a thing where it's supposed to make you feel like you have control, but you actually don't. And it's a complete crapshoot where the house always wins. The, the funny thing about um, my, my, <laughs> my, 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 my uncle, one of my mother's brothers was so good at claw games. He could get something every time. And I don't know how with that little piece of knowledge, I'm like, wait, how did this work? <laughs> there are like, like it, it really just has to do with I think the size of the things. Like I can't imagine he was getting like the good prize all the time. There are no. also some that are a little fa- like there's a few that are a little fairer out there, but yeah, there it, it's it's got settings and, and random elements to it. Slot machine, baby. As Slot long as you can't kids. win money from it, there's no rules. So yeah. 
And that's why loot boxes are good. Also, I'm a libertarian now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, that I mean, and it's fun too because when you walk into the the casino, your two party members will break out and go play their own games, and the cook is like, "Ah, why is everybody winning and I'm losing?" And the gardener is like, "Go away, I'm playing," or whatever the hell he says. Like that, that's cute. Little characterization for your party members that never hurts. The unlucky cock. Um, sorry, Cox. The unlucky cock is definitely going to be an in in the next Dungeons and Dragons style fantasy game I'm I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> cock doodle do. Uh, in the UFO catcher, you can pick up the 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 would be uh, icon of the final of the big bad uh, that looks really like Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, and then, but that's a lose condition. You picked up the wrong thing, idiot. Um, oh. I mean, and, they're the they're the in-game equivalent of the plushie. Yes, but you don't even get it. Like you oh. can't do it. It just it just says it, it says you failed. What? <laughs> you hit the Bowser space in Mario Party, and now you lose three hundred coins. What it before. should do is just take up one spot in your inventory for each one you pick up, because you have finite inventory space. So just be <laughs> like, you just picked up all this total garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what if it permanently took up? a part of your inventory and you could never get rid of it. <laughs> that would be funny, but also terrible. <laughs> I think there need to be more permanent punishments in video games. <laughs> well, well to, to go back a little bit, the, the, since, since you've just reminded me, there is a section of the game where uh, it, it, you're trying to f- figure out if you're worthy of uh, meeting the big bad. Uh, and a guy asks, can I have all your money? And he really will <laughs> take all of your money. <laughs> And you Holy have to shit. say yes. Yeah. That rules. That fucking but, rules. But 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 you also there's there but also there's a later? there's like well there's like a there's like three spots in the game. There's a post box that you can deposit items in. So it's like mm. okay. Oh I, I, I put all my money in the post box and I said yes. Okay. There you go. There you go. I like it's that a, though. I I do like that it's it's like this little mini non puzzle. But anyways, uh the UFO catcher, uh it has very uh, strange physics because it's not—it's not—it's not a claw or a hook. It's—it's it's like a magnet. It's a magnet. None of the um, things. And sometimes it doesn't work. Seem magnetic. No, even one the of helmet them is, is a leather shoe. One is a golden <laughs> helmet. The spring—the spring may be magnetic. Um, everything else is made of fabric or uh, definitely non-magnetic. Meta- non, uh, materials yeah um, i mean the, the short view of it is i did it once or twice and then i never felt underpowered enough that i needed to try and get the special bonus items and also i had items... way more money than i needed at all times yeah you ended up with like thirty thousand. i saw sixty thousand at one point at the end of the game, I had 128,000 gold. <laughs> the most expensive thing in the game was 14,000. Oh my god. Well, I guess the, the golden sword in the um, in the casino was 10,000, or how many chips was it worth, or how many, like, whatever it's, the current it, was. it was like 10,000 chips. Which is 100,000 gold? Is it a 10 to 1? Uh, it was something like that. 
So it's that's the most expensive item, and you have to convert all your money to chips and buy it. But like even that, you had the money for it. Sounds like. So I'm, but I'm glad they have it in there, and it is interesting that they're like, "Hey, we built a whole slot machine just for yeah. this game. Uh, no reason, really. Just <laughs> we put it in here." Dragon I feel quest. like, yeah, maybe just every Japanese RPG needs to have a sub game inside the game. Um, yeah. It makes sense for like the mining city to have like the gambling city nearby that they like blow all their money on while they're busy not being turned into like monster meat. <laughs> oh, well, as to show my ignorance, what was the first Dragon Quest with a casino? Oh, actually, I don't know. Does, um, do the Super Super Famicom ooh. ones have casinos? Does three, four, uh, four, five, six have casinos? I'm gonna look it up. I know uh, the- Dragon Quest two. Two, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a slot machine type thing where you have to find or buy tickets, and then it literally has like a three, like a three symbols lineup slot machine to get stuff. And most of the time, you get another what, ticket. Was that in the any in the NES uh-huh. Famicom version though? Yeah, yeah. I played it. Um, I I got uh, as far enough to get to that part. So that's like the first thing, and then I guess um. So I'm su- I assume four, five, six also have casinos. I, I'm trying to. Uh, I play yeah, four has, three has an actual casino. casino. Four has an actual casino. Yeah, that's yeah. The, it's the first one with like a full ass casino, and I think they probably they I know they added extra gambling stuff into the Game Boy ones. So too. I'm so so we can all be excited for the eventual exploration for Dragon Quest Four. Uh, and Kanan, I have to remember to make a uh, Salary Man Corner game. Yeah, exactly. That'll be a good one. <laughs> Holy shit! Dragon Quest Four would be eligible under our new system. Has somebody? Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, somebody could force Dragon people Quest to play 4. a good ass RPG. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> hours. That's how long I played this game. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to, to let's get out of this uh, stinky smoke-filled casino full of uh, hard hard men. <laughs> um. Hard mustached man, oh, uh-huh. yeah, and our yeah, personal cook. and the and cock. Thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you for saying it. So I didn't have to. Uh, and we'll go on to our. our we're going to remember the game we were just talking about, Lady Stalker. It's the same game. We're going to go into our next category, which is uh, investigation. usually where we talk about like stuff outside the game or about the game that that isn't in it um we kind of went over quite a bit of that um yeah, but... I think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this might be a short one because we, we actually had quite a bit of investigation and we've said most of it though <laughs> yeah well that's it for this podcast no uh... <laughs> What? I mean, oh. I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I now have a, a human life, and I would be the one to do most of the research for any of our Japanese games. But I I, I did a Kenya. I forgot to do investigation. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so you no, need to call up all the creators that. of this game and have a conversation with them and have a world exclusive interview or anything. I can actually directly talk about the other games made by Climax Entertainment of this mold. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know I how much how much you all have played the other ones. Let's talk a little bit about I those other ones. At all, yeah. Please hit me. Zero. <laughs> Not a one. I've played uh, I've played a pretty decent chunk of Landstalker. Uh, I've played N- not even in any Al- Alundra. I've played some Alundra. I've played some Alundra, but that's not technically climax. It's just might as well be. Really? Okay. I, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page, and I was like, "Oh, what? Where's Alundra?" It's the same lead design. It's the same designers, right? So, like, it is for all intents and purposes another game in the series. Like, the aesthetics are similar. Yes. A lot of the principles are similar. It's action adventure RPG with a twist vibe is similar. But it is it is its own thing from a different company, um, but with a lot of the same staff involved. Like I've said on other casts, that I'm actually really fond of kind of kludgy action adventure games, so I do like their output a lot. Still need to play Dark Savior though. Dark Savior is like one of the best uh, video games you can play. It is so cool and weird and strange, uh, and has different whole different storylines depending on how quickly you do the first section of the game. Um, and you fight Jason Voorhees for, in a trash can, and it has really great action, and it looks so chunky and delicious. I love that game very dearly. Uh, if I had to go uh, ranking right now um, of of the mainline isometric platformers by Climax Entertainment, uh, it would go Dark Savior, Landstalker, Lady Stalker, and then Steel Princess, which is a tragedy. Uh, Steel Princess was her last game. Um and it was thought of as like, okay, we're going to do another one of these games. Uh, that's great. Uh, it turns out it's all single-screen puzzles Ooh. with no story. It's a real tragedy. If you if you like Climax Entertainment games, that game will break your heart. I think all the actual people who made the good ones like went off and did Alundra. So. Well, they came back for uh, the canceled, beautiful-looking prototype for Landstalker PSP. Oh. Shame about that one as well. So I was trying to look up here... Um, you know, it's definitely good to do research while you're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> Look, it's called doing a cania. <laughs> and I am offended, but it is true. Um, so apparently there is a there is a Lady Stalker uh, novel, novelization. Uh, so sorry I didn't uh, hop onto Yahoo Auctions and buy that. I would have absolutely done that had I known it existed until... Uh, 15 minutes ago <laughs> and flip through it. Um, so uh, at least I can hop onto, I can hop onto Yahoo auctions and try and get a picture of the cover. How about that? How about that? That's Are... perfect for an audio medium. I'm clearly not stalling. <laughs> oh that's shit. Am- oh yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Cool. That's fun. That's the whip fun. looks almost like a sword, but that's sort of a riding crop more yeah. than a whip. I would say. Yeah, this is, I don't know how you could Google this, folks, but it's a very good-looking cover. It looks very 90s. Um, it seems like it would be very goofy. So, you know, yeah. any image like this we could put on our, like, Twitter feed. Oh, yeah, go to Twitter after this. This Yeah, right now, go to Twitter. Uh, there'll be this image. <laughs> we'll be at the very top <laughs> of the Twitter feed. Or the second <laughs> thing, maybe. <laughs> it's for sale for $8? Yes, there's another one for okay. for twenty, Including and also look, look, look at the look. The, oh, they also did a drama CD, so there's a drum, so I could listen to the drama CD of Lady Stalker. Wow, this was a whole multimedia franchise, huh? Mm-hmm. And with stickers, don't stickers. you want to spend hundred bucks on stickers? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> stickers are, yeah, I love, I'm one of those people that when it comes to stickers, like, just gets, I just get, like, anxious about what to put stickers on, so, like. Yeah, I have stickers that I've had for upwards of six years that I just keep in a drawer. <laughs> oh, six years, that's way less than me. So I have a, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, an unanswerable question, because the Japanese has a, a Japanese title on the box art. But in the game, it's English. Oh, oh yes. that's true. Yeah. The subtitle is English. It's Lady Sakakago Kara no Chosen. And it's what? It's like Apocalypse Dagger or something? It's the Apocalypse Engine. Yeah, it's sort of fading in in the screenshot that I put. But yeah, the Apocalypse Engine. Which isn't that a, an RPG source book or something? <laughs> You're thinking yeah. it's powered by the Apocalypse. the Apocalypse Engine. <laughs> right, right. It's powered by the Apocalypse Engine. Very simple. The Japanese title is uh, the uh, the battle from the past. Oh, weird! It's not, it's not even called the apocalypse sense. engine. An archaeologist, people have been trying to find this like crazy treasure for like four hundred years. There's multiple fossil things, one of which comes to life and then uh, comes back to not life. I actually thought at one point because they say that. For somehow Jumbo Baby Baron can turn things that are fossils into living things again. Um, that he was going to do that with the giant tomato in the in the uh, museum and just wreak havoc, but he he did. Oh, was, uh, I I don't know about the first part. About it. the second part is like the 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 machine you're trying to destroy that makes the monsters big and powerful. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, saps their life force and turns them to stone. So, at yeah. one of the one of the in the fire dungeon, you get to the end, and you're supposed to have this big battle, and it, and the, the the big old tomato is just dying, and it's like, it's it was all a trick. This is actually killing all of us. You have to right. stop them. <laughs> wow, there's some cool stuff in this game. But in short, play Dark Savior. Dark Savior rules. <laughs> uh, Google what is Dark Savior. Dark Savior for Sega Saturn. Yeah, Cli- Climax Entertainment has an English version. It's one of those extremely Saturn Saturn games. It looks a lot like Lady Stalker. Look, there's a minecart or something. It has. It <laughs> is extremely different and weird. Looks. It is so weird, weird and awesome. <laughs> I can't. There, Whoa. there is no currency system here. You have to trade for the things you want. Is that a thing in Dark Savior? Uh, here's here's a final thing for for our party members, uh, our chat members. Look at the look at the cover of the strategy guide. Oh, okay. look. It's, it's a lady prancing lightly through a field of roses, I guess, yeah. like that her stalker sent her. It's just but, like 20 roses. But it's it's clearly a I think a, a photograph of like a little model of lady stalker and real roses. So it has that, that like That does seem to be it, yeah. Which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's dope. This game rules. <laughs> <laughs> Shame about I mean, the random battles, though. Yeah, exactly. Shame about having to fucking play the thing, but I, <laughs> I like everything else about it. And honestly, I probably would would be like defending this game a lot more if I could read it, because this is the oh, yeah. kind of game that I'm always like saying, yeah, it sucked, but this part was so charming, because that's the thing I do, but... 
Um, I was doing it for this game though too because I'm like everything about this game is charming except for like the 35% of it is suck shit. Like <laughs> but it's like really worth seeing that stuff kind of sort of I don't know I, I could read it you know. <laughs> I think that's taken us into revelation. Yeah yeah I think it has. So let's let's move on to our final topic. Revelation. It's where we give our, you know, everybody gets a little soapbox um, and they get to, to speak their piece about the game um, and just, you know, kind of give us our, our also give us a final score, uh, which would be uh, out of seven dominatrix whips. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Please score us on whips. I tried to play this game by Google translating live at my screen which it turns out isn't a thing to do with Japanese because it changed it like the sentence morphs approximately every second as it mm-hmm. comes up with different better translations so here's one translation someday that if it's a little crazy I'm sorry and that was for <laughs> I can almost see medic- what the Google Translate did that to that's medicine <laughs> <laughs> Poise the antidote translated variously as turtle or elm and then hmm. the giant fossil tomato the guy in front of it says what what is this guy this is the most discovery of the century the <laughs> a legendary giant tomato this discovery sure was a lot yeah that's a pretty good translation right i know <laughs> so so I guess none of you have tried the live translation beta program they have now. I don't know. Do you, is it like you take It's like a, a fork of a BSNES where it runs oh, a translator yeah. right next to it. Oh. No, I, d- I didn't. But next time. Next my, time. Something my, to consider, listeners. Something to consider. Yeah, my emulator is 17 years old, and it ran perfectly fine, and it was great. It's it just doesn't fun. translate things into English for me, which <laughs> would have been incredibly helpful in this case. That rules that you use ZSNES. That rules. I honestly can't remember why I chose it 10 years ago when it was already kind of defunct. But it is still installed on my computer, and thus I will use it until it stops working. I think this game gets... Three flying kicks at a solid wall out of five? Let's go with five. (laughs) Yeah. I like this. Go on, Rogue. Give me your own scoring scale. Decide the the scale after you've picked the score. I like this a lot. (laughs) I... Wish I had more to say. I really don't. It seemed charming enough, and were it in a language I could read, uh, I I would absolutely uh, play more of it. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't so. I found it charming, and uh, and I'll give it a generous three whips because uh, m- because it's missing 
two from all of the random battles, which were tiring even in the brief window <laughs> of time I played it. I wish I had more to say. I don't. Um, I'm going to start mine by saying something unrelated, which is how I always start. Um, I played a lot of Heat Signature recently, which was a, a it's a game. It's a game I liked a lot. I didn't think I liked it. And then about 10 hours in, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to put down this game until I finish it. Um, and then I spent 27 hours playing it. I finished it. I started a new game. I got partway through that. And then I just stopped playing it. And it was kind of funny. I thought about it. It was about two weeks later. So like yesterday, <laughs> like three weeks later. And I was like, I don't think about this game. Once I'm done playing it, I just don't think about it. It's gone. It doesn't live in my memory. It lives in my hands. I love playing it with my hands, but once it's off, I don't have anything to say about it. Um, Lady Stalker ended up being the opposite, and I didn't realize that until we started talking about it. I flip my hands fucking hate this game. Like, from the second I start moving her around, I'm like, oh god, I hate this. And like, the combat just like, just kills me. Um, but in memory, because I've erased all of those random battles because they meant nothing, I'm left with the scaffolding of of the the rest of the game. So you've got minecart rides to show you dungeons to scare you off, and you've got people checking your passport to make sure you can go to the next section of Deathland Island. You've got movies showing tomatoes fleeing from battles. You've, you know, there's a lot of charming things about it. You've got stores where there are two different boots and they have two different sprites because somebody really cared about boots and it's a little horny, but it's fine. You know, <laughs> so Lady Stalker lives in my memory more than it lives in my hands. It's the opposite of heat signature. It it's, it's charming in that way. Um, so my, you know, I wish that it was in English or I wish I knew Japanese. I think that would have actually put me in a point where I wanted to finish the game just to kind of see what it had to offer. Um, but as it stands, I'm going to give it a solid four and a half out of uh, 7.3 whips and <laughs> call it good. I'm glad that I played it. I'm glad you picked it, Rudy. I would literally never have picked this game up. Um, and I'm, I'm actually quite glad that I did because I'll have it in my, in my memory as the weird tomato movie minecart game. It's good. Um, so I had a question for all three of you uh, before I get to my actual thoughts, even though they're pretty obvious. Uh, do you feel like this game has been denied or lost to y'all because it's, it's never been translated? It's, is it one of those, you know, left in Japan classics? It's tough because it's hard to say, like, this is, like, the greatest amazing gem. But I think, I don't know, I think if I could actually read the damn thing, I'd probably have a lot of affection towards it. I, uh, even even with the, the terrible platforming, like, every time I thought of a criticism, I also was just like, yeah, but I can also think of a game where I had to deal with something similarly annoying that I still ended up feeling, like, really positively about. Um... Hi, every single Wonder Boy game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd rather this than like I don't know Terminator versus RoboCop or whatever shit we actually got. I, I don't know. I, I think the world would be a better place. At, least, at least my world would be a better place if I could play it. Also, if it had come out on Genesis, it almost certainly would have gotten a translation. <laughs> yeah because I think they were like, so fucking desperate for rpgs <laughs> i i think the interesting thing to me is this isn't like essential 
but it's extremely charming. Yeah. And I don't feel like I've lost out necessarily because even translated, I likely would have never played it without this podcast. Um, but I do feel like it's, it's extremely charming in a way that like a lot of, I, I don't know, that's like a lot of anime tends to be really charming, but doesn't get, it's easier to translate that. So we do actually get like subbed versions of it. Um, but it's not essential. It's just a fun thing to do with a few hours. So yeah, it's, it, I would definitely choose this over super robot wars or whatever. Cause I just don't care about that kind of thing, but I probably still wouldn't play it even if it was translated, uh, except for the podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, my thing about, about a game that's kind of rough is that when it comes to games that are rough around the edges, I'm more forgiving of them, especially in the context of all of our legally acquired physical games, <laughs> because cool. we are rich and we have no consequences for not playing. Yeah, yeah, you know, everything's a file and you can play I, it. I, and I bought everyone a copy of the game. Yeah. It's fine. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I'm really glad when, you did that. When you can play a lot of things, especially when they're these small, small cartridges that can fit in your pocket easily and not small file sizes that fit on your hard drive easily. Uh, uh, I just they're small. You can try it. You can play stuff. You can have a little fun. You can experiment with things, and you can flit here and there, and and experience a wide variety of things. And I think that's a that's a valuable thing about games. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, they're looking for a full canon instead of like seeing the full texture of the gaming world around them, which is very valuable to me. Thank you, thank you for that. Um. Obviously, we're probably not going to get a translation of this because uh, there's been one in the work for 10 years, and we are 20 years into uh, Super Famicom fan English translations. So there is some difficulty of this one ever getting one. Uh, also, the fact that it is a, a spiritual sequel to a Sega Genesis game, and we all know Sega Genesis is bad. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, like I, I played this game to completion uh, purely on the strength of this podcast, and I know that uh, being a English speaker that could read Japanese, uh, there's not a lot of those on it. Even though there are two complete FAQs that are pretty much long plays, like you can read that, and you will get a large majority of the game without the horrible random battles. Um. <laughs> The game is frequently charming, and it did surprise me with... I mean, it's obviously very much like trying to emote, like, uh, B-movie aesthetics, but that it would surprise me with some of its graphical effects and graphical flourishes. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't expect it would do something like that. Uh, the, the random battles are annoying, and if you're play if I was playing this on a real cartridge, I would have quit the third time I died. <laughs> Same. Um, especially because you can occasionally get into random battles and uh, you get stuck in a corner and the cloud guy just electrocutes you over and over and over again and you panic and forget how to do controls and you're dead and, okay, well, do this 45-minute dungeon all over again, which with the help of save states, you can smoothly do each section in 30-minute chunks. And I played this in 30-minute chunks at night. Um, but... I didn't mention the font is terrible. So it was very hard for me to concentrate on the story just because the font was unreadable and because this is from the developers of Landstalker, they're frequently talking in uh, uh, Kansai Ben or 
in in non-standard Japanese. And that's not that's not a fault. Like like everything should sound the same. It's just like that requires even more effort on my part, and I don't quite have like the, I don't know how I can't read Kyushu Ben like. <laughs> It's 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 it would be like you know suddenly there it, much like Dragon Quest translations it would it would be like okay now everything's in everything is in phonetic Scottish right oh god um and that takes a lot of effort and they might use a different word and noun choices that I don't know and then it, I'm just playing it for before bed so I don't want to pull out a dictionary or go hey 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 Lady Rude how what the heck does this mean every five seconds. Because you're actually Japanese, and I'm just a, an expat. Um, that is to say, a very common refrain for this podcast, I'm very happy I played it for the cast. I'm happy this gave me the opportunity to do it. Uh, I'm also somewhat apologized that I gave everyone this sort of hard project. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game gets uh, four out of seven whips, but luckily for all of you... Uh, Dark Savior exists, it is in English, and that's a 7 out of 7 whips game. That game rules super hard, and everyone should play that. That's like at the top, that's that's pretty much at the top of one of those, uh, if I want to, if you want to play a weird, cool, awesome video game, you want to play Dark Savior. And you can now, because, uh, emulators. The emulators. End. You can emulate Saturn games, everyone, I don't know why people say you can't. I mean, we legally can't advocate you from a legal standpoint, but, like, from a technical standpoint, yeah, whatever, you can do it. Wait, I've... so you didn't choose Dark, Dark Savior because That's it a Saturn isn't game. for the correct it's a Sega, console? It's a Sega Saturn game. Okay. Sega console. Saturn game. Yeah. <laughs> so now we know what Rudy's choice is for Book of Mega Drive. Yeah, because, well, because I had played... I've I've I had played Landstalker and Lady St- and uh and Dark Savior and Climax Landers and Steel Princess and a tiny bit of Alundra. Alundra's really a big video game. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh so this is this is this was the hole and you know this is the one that was left behind where I all think, the other ones have English translations. I think um, Alundra's as much a PlayStation game as Dark Savior is a Saturn game. I, I before we move on too far, Rudy. I just want to say thank you for letting us fill your hole. And oh, I'm thank glad, you. It's <laughs> a running theme. That. A running theme in podcasts I've done recently is f- filling holes. Um, <laughs> two two uh, final notes. One is the yeah. game broke during the credits in my emulator, and it looked really awesome. That'll be on. I'll put, we actually put that on this next Twitter. And secondly, in the in the uh, manual, uh, Tigris had posted a screenshot of. A lady kicking one of the tomato enemies that are clearly supposed to be slimes, and she's saying, "Call me your queen," <laughs> <laughs> which is more character than she gets. She's like so on, yeah. sort of spunky and like just like a just like a just like no, I'm a I'm a brat and I'm going to do this. I want to go on an adventure, and it has six save slots. Which you know, what super super Famicom game has six save slots? Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> um. Cool. I, I think that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. That's how we uh, there was it. one other thing. What was Uh-oh. it? Uh-oh. This doesn't have know. anything to do with any of the other... I don't know where this would fit in. Um, the green tomatoes are called green papas, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, 
And some of the enemies attack you by licking you, which is mm-hmm. problematic. Well, on that note, <laughs> that is it for this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, thank you, Rudy, for picking this game. I think it was a really good choice. But hey, everybody, where can people find you if they want more of you? I, I exist on all manner of places, uh, but mostly you could just find me on forums or potentially on the No Rangers Allowed podcast whenever it releases again. There's a similar refrain to me. Hi, I'm Automat. I am Tigris, Automatic Tigris. You can find me on Twitter at Automatic uh, Tiger. Uh, you can also find me on this feed, occasionally doing the Book of Mega Drive, which uh, it's been a year. What can I say? It's been a year. If you want to play a very uh, minimally place-tested tabletop RPG I wrote, you can go to, I think it's what, automat- is it automatictiger.itch.io? Is that how itch I works? I believe it is, yeah. I think that's how itch works. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I'm also on the forum as Automatic Tiger. It's it's all the same stuff. You probably know it. But it's it's me, and I have lots of things to plug. First of, uh, you definitely want to go to, uh, you want to support uh, No Rangers Allowed, especially when Cuba decides to release another episode. But if you do the Patreon for No Rangers Allowed, you can listen to me GMing a Star Wars game, and it rules. <laughs> Wait. Where? Uh, I... Cuba needs to complain to Cuba to upload it. I've already given him a file. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Who's featured on the Star Wars RPG? Are, is this a new cast of pe- of strangers we've never met before? No, in fact. Uh, do you want to see Tulpa being a player character? I bet you do. <laughs> I do. But, but that's not. But that's not all. That's not all the projects I have with uh, with Tigers here. We're also doing. Uh, I'm also in Star of, Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yes, she, yes, she's also in Star Wars. Uh, outside of outside of Hinge Problems Normal, which is uh, me and my buddy Chris uh, trying to solve the problem that is video games, um, we've also started doing War Movies, which is where we watch a war movie with our with our dear buddies uh, Tigress and Shrug, uh, and and the first episode of that is out and has given me uh, more feedback and praise than I've ever had for any project I've I- ever done. I played it. I played the intro to a random real life friend of mine, and she laughed hysterically at it. Like it was like this wasn't like just being nice. Like like she thought it was really funny and really good. It's possible that talking about a broader media property that everybody is tur- familiar with is more inviting. More people. <laughs> Know what Saving Private Ryan is, then know what Lady Stalker is. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a new, this is a dangerous piece of knowledge we have learned. We have learned if we make something widespread that maybe people will listen to. (laughs) Yeah, y'all should definitely listen to that because it's a fun episode of Hinge Problems. I had a I had a good time listening to that. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> listened to it. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever listened to a certain war movie podcast that perhaps is on indefinite hiatus, you might notice a structure 
similarity, <laughs> but also it's better than any of the episodes of that particular podcast that probably existed at some point uh, that I've ever heard. So, yeah. well, thank thank you so thank much. You. Uh, get head over selectbutton.net. I'm a busy dad, but uh, I, I try. I'm trying to do lots of projects because. Uh, so I think that's Kenya. Kenya, let's get back on track instead of praising yeah. uh, projects that you aren't on. <laughs> no, I I love it, and, and everyone should listen to it. I, notably, I've not seen, I've never watched Saving Private Ryan, but I did play through the Saving Private Ryan pastiche and Conquer's Bad for a Day, so I got most of the references. Um, so, <laughs> um, I've I've been your host, Vassal Kenya. You can find me on Twitter at it's Kenya. Uh, but you're going to have to ask to follow me. Uh, more open is uh, you can find me on my new brand new podcast called Pulse Wave. Uh, it's on Twitter at Pulse Wave Pod. It's a podcast where I talk about Game Boy music, and I think it's good. I think it's actually very good. So I'm very proud of it. Um, you can also find me on another podcast called Co-op Button. Just Co-op what? Button. Yeah, what? I know. I'm all over the place. Yeah, the, I'm doing a podcast with uh, Milkman from the forums where we like talk about whatever game we just played for like 15 minutes. It's very short. It's very. I we have a lot of. It's more That's like. Nice. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't mentioned anything about this ever. I know it's a it's a big secret. Anyway, last game we talked about was 30XX. You should listen to that. Um, neither of these podcasts is on iTunes yet, and I need to fucking figure out why. But you can there's an RSS feed and all that shit. So anyway, but yeah, co-op button is just coop, but it looks like coop button on Twitter. That's the best place to find it because there's a link to the the homepage. And same for Pulse Wave, Pulse Wave Pod. Um, but I uh host this podcast as well so here's the part where i tell you what you can do to help us if you like this podcast spread the word tell your dominatrix or your sentient tomato friend or tweet about us people find out about this podcast through word of mouth i've got quite a few people who listen to this who i have no idea who they are they must have found out from their friends so be that friend um you can also give us reviews on apple podcasts i also check podcast addict um and I will read your reviews in the podcast because I'm a mark like that. If we get enough of, yeah, I'll just read them. Here's one from Apple Podcasts that I got in October, and I'm sorry. Uh, so this uh, this is a five star review from Minty Jaffawa. Hi, Minty. Um, title. Hi, Minty. Hi, Minty. Oh, by the way, if you leave less Keep than five stars, <laughs> if you leave less than five stars, I'm not reading it on the on the podcast. You can die. Um, but. Minty left five stars. Uh, how is this the only podcast that talks about Super Nintendo games? I don't get it. Isn't it a popular console? It's so strange to me that there is not a single podcast aside from Super Nintendo Exploration Squad that discusses these games. They do a great job, by the way. I mean, there's not much to compare them to, so maybe I'm just ignorant. Listen to Super Nintendo Exploration Squad if you want to hear about the Super Nintendo, sometimes Mega Drive. <laughs> a good review so yeah we're the only super nintendo podcast so thank you for the review uh you can also tweet us it's at snexploration sn exploration you can also vote on the new games that are going to be coming out uh or that we're going to be playing and you can see the screenshots we're going to be uploading uh you can also visit our site at snes.club snes.club um no sorry snes.zone i had to change back snes.zone uh, <laughs> 
and uh, finally, uh, we do have a Patreon page. I am looking to make some exciting updates to it, especially at the $10 level. Um, podcast is always free, but your support helps me pay for new equipment, pay for the server costs for the website. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'd like to pay people to be on the cast other than Tigress, who doesn't get paid for anything that we do. Um, Patreon.com slash SN exploration. Um, and as always, for more inane video game discussion, jump into the selectbutton.net forums. We have a lot of fun there. And we love video games sarcastically. Um, so <laughs> this episode was chosen by Rudy. Tigress, last week, did I give you the three games that we were going to vote on or not? Because I can't remember. I can't remember. But whatever one... But we all know, uh, in this linear progression of time, that... One! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we needed to run... Congratulations, woo! Congratulations. Yeah, which, a, which I think we all, you know, I didn't see that one coming personally. It was a, it was a, it was a real hard choice between two games and that one game. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> so normally, what happens is I run the polls after an episode releases. We'll just figure it out. We'll just figure out the timeline later. Um, so. Next time. To that, we will be playing an explorer's choice. Mario Paint chosen by one second before. But <laughs> until next time, it's not Dragon Quest 4, 5, or 6. It's not Steel Princess. What's a lady stalker? <laughs> it's Shrug. <laughs> well, it's, it's not Shrug. It's not Shrug. It's not Shrug. It's not somebody who stalks ladies. It's not a dating sim where you actually stalk ladies. Why are the Ah, comics always Belgian? (laughs) Why? I I looked it up. I was like... I know it's French French language off the top of my head, and I don't know why, but I do. I'm sure they made a movie within my lifetime, so I looked it up. And yes, it is Belgian. Yeah. It's not French, but it's Belgian. Uh, well, I guess in that case, it's not Asterix and Obelix. It's not Climax Landers. And as always, it's not Chuck Rock. <laughs> Certainly not Chuck Rock in this case. I, Definitely I, not Chuck difficult. Rock. Yeah. About, I really right. feel like Bonk should have been based on a Belgian comic. <laughs> it feels like it should be, actually. <laughs> no. Thank you, as always, to Schnabobula for his incredible track, playing Super Mario World while taking mushrooms. Also, thanks to our regular guest, Bachelor, for the incredible art that we have now. Go check out uh, Bachelor Soft on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.